You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, Avoid for round eight we're up to in the NRL. And tonight we've got myself and Shooter taking care of this one. G'day Shooter, how are we man? You had a huge round brother. You've climbed up the ranks and you put what nearly a thousand points. Yeah, I uh, can't remember what I got now, 985-ish I think. Um, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, that's been a sort of slow start to the year, so... Yeah, I was happy to beat you and hit the head. Yeah, mate, you absolutely tortured me, but we're pretty close in ranks as well, just low 2000s now, so we're both doing pretty well. But ladies and gentlemen, Cole will be back normal time next week. He's on school holidays this week. Ed won't be returning, and we wish him well. He's obviously started his new podcast in the bin, so definitely give him a follow over there. And we do thank Ed for all his contributions, very valuable contributions. He's a great footy mind as well, so definitely give him a follow over there, in terms of the normal programming that's normally there on Tuesday, we'll be recording it tomorrow evening. Corb's had a few things on tonight, and just off the back of a short week, we just need a little bit more time. So that will be there tomorrow. Also have the comp winners announced probably tomorrow morning. So just have a look at that one. Comps uh, virtually from the Game Day Squad and also Rugby League merch. So be on the lookout for that one. But tonight we've got a, a stellar list. Corey Pakes, Stiff Pacific Talakai, David Ophaluma, Kurt Mann... Sam Verrills, Jason Tomalolo, Tamari Martin, Isaac Tago, Jackson Hastings, Chris Randall, Luke Thompson, and Jeremiah Nanai. But, Shooter, let's kick things off. And the guy I want to talk to you first is Jackson Hastings, because he's making quite an impression. He's at 500k, my man. He's got a break-even of 12 this week and a 2.5% owner. But give me your thoughts, buy, hold, sell, or avoid. I think he's a buyer. Eh? He's a cut price half, um, who we've just seen tonight make t- his average at the number seven. He uh, makes... Uh, 96 touches yep. per game in average, and Cleary's average is like 59 or something. So it's crazy. That shows you <laughs> Jackson Hastings is probably going to be the New South Wales half um, <laughs> come origin time. Yeah, big time. But who would you, because I think you've had it in your mind, is this a Randall swap that you're doing? Yeah, probably Randall, probably Randall or Man. Eh? Um, I, I think those two have uh, done their dash now, and well, from my mind, have. And you know me, I like a trade. You do. You certainly do. Let's stick on the Tigers here. David Lofaluma, he's my one. 490k, break even a negative one. Only 1% owner. Now, I've got him as a buy here shooter. Now, I just think he's form reversal over the last two weeks. And the fact that Jason, the man we just spoke about, Jackson Hastings, just keeps attacking down that right edge. And I think he's going to see plenty more tries. Two tries in the last two games. I think that's the biggest... Uh, well, especially when you're buying off the third week, obviously be careful on that one. But his base stats have just gone through the roof. He's averaging 141 metres gain, six tackle breaks and two and a half offloads. He's back to peak no for I'm feeling. And uh, I really like him, especially considering we don't have a lot of wing fullbacks, especially around that price at the moment. Tigers are at the moment. Next five, Dragons, Manly, Cowboys, Bulldogs, South. So I think he'll still see plenty of ball, plenty of 
kind of tries as well, and he's less than 1% owned within the top 5,000. So if you're looking to stand out, you've got a bit of cash, I think David Nofaluma is your man. But Shooter, your next guy, let's check out Luke Thompson. Now, he's at 628K. Not too bad form. He's got a break-even of 39 and a 1% owner, but give me your thoughts here. Buy, hold, sell, or avoid. Uh, I would avoid him at, at this time. I just think, think at his price, you can probably get someone like um, Jackson, Josh Jackson or... Mm. Like I'd probably even go TPJ over over um, Luke Thompson to be honest. I, I do like him as a player. Um, I don't know. I I just always get the feeling that he's not going to be in that bulldog starting side for very long. But just all the all the stuff you hear about him wanting to leave or the bulldogs wanting to yep. to flick him off. Um, I just think there's a bit of a risk there. And um, yeah, I think there's just better players for the same price. You could even get someone like Luciano or someone um, where you get a bit higher of a ceiling. Yeah, especially he's not really that proven considering he's only got that, you know, you made a really good point. The other two boys have got the dual tag, right? The versatility, especially when you're going to outlay that much money. You want yep. someone that is, if you're going to be only one tag position, you want someone that's going to be contributing 50 plus every week, man. Because it costs about six thirty two ish. Yeah, six twenty eight. So close. Yeah, six twenty eight. Yeah, yeah I, I just think for that price, you can get someone that's probably going to be a bit more consistent and is probably a lock in that starting side anyway. Yeah, I'll give you someone consistent. Jason Tamulolo, six hundred eighty one k break even of thirty nine, eight percent owner. I love what I'm seeing from him over the last three weeks, shooter. Now he's average putt from the past month. He's averaging fifty seven from sixty four minutes. I mean, you discussed it in terms of minutes. I don't. I still didn't ever think minutes was the issue. It was the output that was the issue. And he's now outputting mm-hmm. one hundred eighty eight, one hundred and eighty meters, thirty two tackles, three tackle breaks, and nearly a couple of offloads to hand. So, in terms of a guy that's important to his team and contributing in terms of his output, he's certainly doing that. Round thirteen player. Don't have to worry about origin. And I think he's actually moving into a keeper territory. So if you pick him up now, I don't think you're going to have to trade him out again. Their next five games, because they have a, I wouldn't say a soft draw, but it's a relatively easier draw. But uh, Eels, Knights, Tigers, Storm, Penrith to come. And I don't actually mind for middles. I actually don't mind the harder draw because they're going to have to be, he's going to be having to play at his best footy as well. Top 5,000, only 9% owner. So plenty of pod potential there when we consider we have a lot of guys that are owned by like 40 or 50%. But sure, your next guy, we've got Isaac Tago. And now he's, he's made plenty of money. He's at 558k. Kind of had a couple of bad weeks, but break even is now 50, 42% owner there, Shooter. But give me your thoughts on this one. Buy, hold, sell, or avoid. I think he's a hold for all money. He's um, not going to lose a spot or anything like that. He's probably, to me, in my head, he's a keeper centre. You're probably not going to get... You know, there's a few keeper centres, but he is definitely one of them. Um, I have noticed since Cleary's come back into the side that He's not getting the same ball uh, that he was getting, and I don't know if it's just Penrith being more dominant, but his um, his tackling seems to go on. He's just not making as much uh, tackles as he was. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I think he's still capable of those fifty, sixty points, and like his um, floor is probably like thirty-five, which. It's yeah. fine with me. Yeah, I agree. I think anyone would be silly to trade him out before round 13 because he's going to be there and he's in the best team in the comp. So I think you make some great points there, Shooter. My next guy, I'll go Sammy Verrills because he caught my eye a little bit when I went to the game yesterday. 501k, break even at 27. Now, he's pretty much unknown, but I'm going to put him as a watch list. And this, I don't even know if I just made that up, but he is on my watch list to buy, but just not this week. I think I've got to still see another good game from him. He scored a 57 from 64 minutes yesterday against the Dragons, but I guess the big 
biggest thing is uh, I'm looking to sell Chris Randall. So I'm looking for a hooker replacement, and he'll probably save me about 100K moving down. So uh, he's in my thoughts. It is second year post ACL, which is always great for performance. Just need to track his minutes for this week. I know Connor Watson's out for a little while as well, but pop potential with uh, not much owner there. So just keep him on your watch list. Don't buy him yet, but it could be a potential there to swap Chris Randall. Now, Shooter, someone that made a good return from a couple of years out is Tamari Martin. Now, he's a Bronco, 325K, dual, half and wing fullback, break even of only nine. A few people jumped on him, Shoots. Nine, uh, 3% owner from last week. But give me your thoughts. Buy, hold, sell, or avoid. I, I think he's an avoid for now. His um, average at fullback is like 24 or something like that. Yep. Um, well, of course, I'm happy to see him back playing. Um, he was a gun player. But Fantasy wise, yeah. If if you were to pick him up, like you wanted to cash out, and I know there's not many cash cows, and uh, you wanted to cash out to someone like Tamari with um, with that B of nine, um, you're not going to go wrong, really. But he could only get like seventeen or something. So yeah, um, pff, I, I would avoid for now. Watching this week against the Sharks, that'll be the telltale. If if he hits like thirty five forty against the Sharks, or Next week, I'd be saying uh, tomorrow will be uh, pick up. Yeah, mate. My next guy is Corey Pake, so we might as well stay at the Broncos because I think it's relevant, especially with the draw. 328Ks, break even at 15. Still on the bench this week. He's a 1.5% owner, but for me, I've got an avoid on him. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll watch him, but he needs big minutes. He's not starting again. And we had a little bit of news that Turpin was actually out injured, so he's got a return still as well. I think the biggest thing is just job security. And I think the same for Tamari Martin. And you've got to look at their draw. The Sharks, Souths, Manly for the next three. They might get spanked in the next three games and then he changes up the team. So that's the reason why I probably wouldn't pick Corey Pakes or your man there, Tamari Martin. But Shooter, your next guy is uh, Chris Randall, the guy we just kind of touched upon. He's at 585k. Didn't play as many minutes on the weekend. Break even at 48 and a 40% owner still there shoots. But what's your thoughts on this guy? Buy, hold, sell or avoid? Oh, I'm going to contradict what I said earlier about because I'm probably going to consider tra- trading him myself. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. Uh, he, he possibly <laughs> you could you, you, <laughs> you could hold him. I think he still maybe has a week or two of money, like small small increases in. But um, and some people might want to keep him as a second hooker. Um, but if you're wanting to cash out to to someone more premium, I'd be I'd be either selling or yeah, holding. Yeah, I think do – you, do you put it like – just say you've got 25 trades or less. I think he's more of a hold than someone that has a lot more trades, right? Like because the premium yeah. levels are different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to put to put a button, he, he's a sell. He's a sell. He's not going to score that well. He's not that exciting of a hooker. Um. He was supposed to be like a real good defensive hooker and make 60 tackles a game. I don't think we've really seen that from him this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what happened to his minutes in the weekend. Someone got injured or Phoenix Crossland just was playing better or something. I don't yeah, know, I think Crossland was just on the field a little bit more. So As, as long as Crossland's here as well, it's going to affect his minutes and his um, fantasy output. So Yeah. Mate, I'm going to speak about his teammate next, Kurt Mann. Now, he's at 594K, break-even at 54, 16% owner. I think you make a good point. I think we're in denial that these guys aren't sells because we know that they're going to be sells. It's just whether you've got the versatility and the squad numbers to actually do it in trades. So we know he's going to be a sell. Maybe not. I don't think he's an urgent sell. 
That's why I kind of brought up the trade scenario. So I think if you're sitting under 25 trades, I don't think you need to do it this week. But I think you need to have a watch list of who you're going to do it for. He's just got declining performances, 37, 39, 36. He's just kind of missed a fix it. Every time they get an injury on the field, they just turn to him. Like he played fullback for a number of minutes when Ponga went to HIA on the weekend. So he's just not – in terms of a lock, he just doesn't have the same output as your general middles. Like he only averages 73 metres because he loves distributing the balls between the halves. So I think you can sell him. But like I said, don't do it if you're really – you're low on trade. So he's still owned by, what, 37% of the top 5,000. So he's not an urgent sell, but be prepared to sell him in the coming weeks, especially as we plan for round 13. Now, shoots, I've got your last guy, and we've got on the list Jeremiah Nanahai. Now, he's just riding the roller coaster, man. 493K, break even of 45, and still owned by 22%. But give me your thoughts, buy, hold, sell, or avoid. I think he's a chalet. Um I was, I was looking at his demerits before, and I'm not that good at maths, eh? And I couldn't, couldn't, but he had them all up. He's missed like, a huge amount of tackles this year. Yep. Huge, it gives away quite a few penalties, like nine penalties or something over the first seven or eight rounds. Um, made a fair few errors. I, I don't like think he's a bad defender. I think it's just his technique yep. is Agreed. not very good for fantasy. He like sort of does that rush up sort of stops them and then bounces off. Yep, big time. Um, so, yeah, it just doesn't work to good um, fantasy points. And, like, there's been quite a few times where he'll give away, like, four penalties in a row or, or something like that. Um, I, I personally think he's a little – I don't want to say overrated because that's a little bit harsh, but I think he's been gassed up a little bit too much just from one performance against the Broncos. Yeah. Shoot it. For me, he's the most infuriating fantasy player I've ever seen. Do you get the kind of same what, – what you just described, man? Like, it is really hard to watch him play. Yeah, because you can see that he's like not that bad of a player. Like Those attacking kicks they put in for him, like how many tries has he scored this year? Like six tries or something? Yep. And, um, but then he'll – do those uh, annoying bounce off tackles and <laughs> yeah, mate. It's like he doesn't listen in video sessions because ob- they must be looking at this every week and pointing it out to him, but he's just not listening. Yeah, well, I, like I don't know if it's that ineffective in a game. Like he is, st- like I said before, he is um, he is like stopping the attack or whatever, but he just doesn't complete the tackle himself. Yeah, almost. It's like yeah, I don't know. It's it's really annoying. But he does have a lot of errors and um, penalties in this game. But I think I think he has potential to be a real gun player and like next year or definitely he's only nineteen. But all right, we'll wrap it up with Sifatalikai now, man. You picked him up a couple of weeks ago, you cheeky man. Six hundred and seventy six k break even a negative ten, fifteen percent owner. Now look, turbo form. You've got to nearly compare it to him because he's just nearly unstoppable. His last his month last month he's averaging seventy four. With 200 metres gains, uh, 1.5 try assists, one try and 9.5 tackle breaks a game. So that's just crazy numbers. The Sharks' next five are Broncos, New Zealand Raiders, Titans and Roosters. So look, I don't expect him to hit those numbers every week, but it's a pretty favourable draw to do it. Sharks love attacking down the left with Moylan and Kennedy now as well. I don't. Think, I think you can take the threat of Connor Tracy returning off and taking his spot now. It's totally off that radar. He's not a huge pod given 20% of the top 5,000 holding, but I think the only issue you're going to hold into is making, he's in such good form, I think he's going to be pretty close to the state of origin because Brad Fitlordy made a comment about him being on his radar. So 
I think that's your only thing. But he's not going to do you any harm. He's got that jewel. He's currently in the negative break even. So even if he kind of has a, an off game this week, he's still going to make money. So I think it's just way too valuable. If you've got the 676K and you can afford to do it, do it. It's a massive buy. So that is it. All right, guys, that was a buy, hold, sell, avoid for round eight. We'll be back tomorrow with the normal programming. Timmy Ballantyne, appreciate your thoughts tonight, my man. Cheers, mate. Good seeing you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. We'll check you tomorrow.